Remembrance Day. It was the greatest day of our lives when we heard the war was finished. They are important days for us to remember. They will never bloody do it again. I find it hard to keep the tears back. It was highly emotional. What seemed like almost moments later, the stretcher bearers were bringing a body back and the face that had been laughing uh, moments before was, was grey and still. One was dying and yelling at me, what can you do for me, poor bugger? I said, well, you'll be right, mate, and they bloody will die in your arms. We lost a lot of life. Frank Spees was badly wounded with an arm blown off and he wished to write a letter home to his mother. And I had my arm around him, held him up, and he, he half finished the letter, and he couldn't go any further. He died. He died. They try to eradicate it from memory. When you step down out of a, a watching tower and you put your big, heavy clad boots down in what you think is a piece of firm ground, and it happens to be. Uh, 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 should be a man with his chest exposed and you step right onto his bloody chest and you can hear the crackling of the bones. Uh, uh. One of the things that really struck a chord with me was seeing how young the soldiers were that died and, and seeing their, um, their headstones. When you get there and you actually see in Simpson's grave or the guys from Christchurch or Auckland that are lying there and you think, well, that is a small part of Australia and New Zealand that um, these guys will never see home again. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them. Disability Talk with Shane. Thanks to Clubmates Travel, our supported holiday specialist. Traveller's Aid is about access and inclusion. They empower people with travel-related challenges to connect, engage and participate within their communities through the use of public transport. Welcome to the podcast, Maria and Ben. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Can you please tell? Uh, can you please talk about Travellers Aid and what it's about? Yes, uh, Travellers Aid has been around for more than one hundred years. Initially, we were um, based at the train stations, but also at Station Pier. We welcomed women and children who came to Melbourne. Um, after and during the World Wars um, to yeah, to fill the positions that men left while they were off going to war. So that's where we started, just for women and children. And after, like, over the many years, we're now, um, we have changed and adapted to changing needs in the 1980s with the deinstitutionalization of disability homes we um, there were more people with disability out and about, and that's when we started um, implementing services for people with disability. In particular, 
um, toilet assistance, meal assistance and communication assistance for people with disability. While they were out and about, there weren't very many services around at the time and it might have been that the police brought someone into our centre and said this person needs help with um, getting to a toilet. We had an accessible toilet back then already and our staff um, started helping people. And that service has evolved now. So we are now based at um, Major Transport Hub. So in the city at Flinders Street Station and Southern Cross Station, we have a regional hub currently in Seymour and about to open in Ballarat as well. And then we're around at events and during disruptions. And our mission basically is to enable people to engage, connect and participate with everything that Melbourne and Victoria has to offer. So at that, where are you located Located at the train stations and stuff like that? Yes, so our um, permanent locations are at Flinders Street Station and Southern Cross Station. Then we've got Seymour Station in the northeast and um, soon Ballarat Station as well. And then we have pop-ups, as I said, at events and um, yeah, during disruptions and and some other stuff. And I see, Ben, you also talk about volunteering. Can you please expand on that? Yeah, sure. We offer uh, a range of volunteer roles. Um, a big part of our workforce is volunteer-based. Um, it's obviously important to get those people coming in trained up um, other organisations might bring volunteers on board and have them come through a pretty straightforward process, but we have a pretty more a, a bit of a um, involved process to get people on board um, and train them up to know how to engage with um, with our service users. Obviously, that's very important when when dealing with the demographic that we deal with. Um, but yeah, we've we've got volunteer worlds across a range of. Um, of ongoing projects, as Maria was mentioning, we're, we're located at different events. Um, for example, earlier this year, we were at um, the Australian Open at the tennis, helping people to and from the venue and around the venue, providing mobility assistance to, to people who needed it. Um, another example earlier this year, the Melbourne International Flower and Garden Show at Carlton Gardens, offering a similar service. Um, and that's very much volunteer-based. We have people trained up and on board um, helping us out there. Um, that's part of connection assistance. We have uh, another service, companion service, that is dealing um, also one-on-one with people who, who require assistance, um, providing a, a single volunteer to work independently with them to get um, a service user um, from where they need to be by public transport, um, getting them to where they need to go if they require that assistance. Um, so yeah, we're, we're across a range of um, of projects, and a big part of that is the volunteer workforce. We really encourage um, people to come in and help uh, when they can, and if they're able to. And it's a very rewarding experience. We find, like yesterday, for example, we helped a group of older people from a retirement village to get onto the ferries, Port Phillip ferries, down to Port Arlington. And it was a group of 20 people. Some of them were in wheelchairs or had walkers. And I had an email this morning from one of the participants there 
her email back and said how grateful she was and what a great outing it was for her. It was the first outing when she got out of hospital. She was still very unfamiliar with using her walker and just having us there taking the whole group over from some frustration to Docklands uh, to the ferry and then we had two volunteers go on the ferry with them and spend the day with them in Port Arlington and help out during the day as, as required. They can be very rewarding and people who can who don't want to do the ad hoc stuff, as Ben said, there are lots of opportunities to either do regular shifts um, at one of our sites, um, driving the buggy at Southern Cross Station is always exciting, or then at events or people who are interested in events, the Australian Open is coming up again and from then on there is one event after the other so we're looking for lots of volunteers with a range of interests and skills. Um, What is the Hidden Disability Sunflower Network? Yeah, so the Hidden Disability Sunflower Scheme is a scheme that was initially brought in at airports in the UK and has since grown and is a more recognised scheme within other sectors as well. So hidden disabilities are all those disabilities, obviously, that are not as obvious. So um, could be a, a vision impairment that isn't obvious because someone might not use a cane, like Ben sitting next to me. No one would pick up that he has a disability. Um, and then a lot of those more psychosocial disabilities that might not be um, visible, and, and some yeah, autism for example, often is not not straightforward visible, and anxieties, all these things. So the hidden disability sunflower scheme is for people who have a hidden disability and want other people to know that they do have a hidden disability so they can access some um, special arrangements like in the airport, a very busy place if there is um, a person with autism that has sensory overload um, being identified as someone with a disability um, means that they have a smoother access through back um, doors into quiet spaces, um, get processed more quickly in security and aren't exposed to, to those challenging environments um, longer than they need to be. So we have um, become a partner in the Hidden Disabilities Sunflower Scheme and we have the land yards and other mer- merchandise available for sale at our site at Flinders Street and Southern Cross Station. Do you have a success story you'd like to share? I think we have a lot of success stories and we were just been, you know, we had a chat before and we were thinking, which one do we share? But there are so many. And it's often like people being able to, to get to places that they think didn't think they would be able to get to. Like a couple of weeks ago, we were part of a Try Before You Ride event with the public transport operators at Southern Cross Station. And just one woman said afterwards, I didn't know I could get on a on a bus with my mobility aid and it was so good to practice that and now I can use the bus in the future. 
So, and we have a scooter safety training program, for example, for uh, people who are new to using scooters or motorized chairs. And uh, even people who have had a motorized chair for a long time but have not used it on public transport because they were too scared of even attempting it, and it can be daunting. Um, so programs like that are really valuable, and we see a lot of success in those programs where people then suddenly have much more independence and choice in, in what they can do. They call Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of the first points of reference for, for getting people on board. Uh, we've got a, a, a big HR team that's only growing to, to meet uh, the amount of people who are applying, uh, which is really good to see. Um, we advertise our positions online um, on our website and also on Seek and other volunteering um, platforms to get to get the info out there that, that people need to see. Um, so going through any of those portals to um, to find a role that you're interested, in. obviously we've been saying we'd have a few roles across our projects um, to make sure you know different interests catered for. Um, but yeah, as I said, I, I encourage I encourage people to apply. Um, it's, it's it's very rewarding um, to help to help people out where needed. Um, and, yeah, a really good and accessible opportunity to get involved with. I was thinking about doing the tennis one. Good. Do it. <laughs> we look forward to having you on board, Shane. <laughs> How do we find out more? Yeah, the best way is obviously going on our website, um, troublesaid.org.au, and all of our services and volunteering opportunities and employment opportunities are usually listed on there. And um, if, if people can't access our website, obviously a phone call to us on our 39670-2072 or our main number 96542670 or send us an email. Info at travelersaid.org.au. Thanks very much for your time today, Maria and Ben. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much, Jane. I look forward to seeing you at the AO next year. <laughs> right. <laughs> See you there. See you there, yes. That was another episode of Disability Talk with Shane. For more episodes, check us out on Spotify or check us a like on socials. Mm-hmm.